Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of Akeem's Dream Show. And today we're going to be talking about vices because all I want to do is chain smoke and eat McDonald's. I had a few buddies growing up who used to work it up in the fort, up in the Mac. Be like, Akeem, what are you doing, bro? Going to university? Getting all those fancy grades and doing all that book learning? I'm shoveling a warehouse for $35 an hour. And guess what? When I get back in Edmonton, I'm going to snort so much blow, and I'm going to eat so many McDoubles, and I'm going to buy so many drinks at the club that you're going to be jelly, right? I'd be like, bro, you got me beat, okay? I can't keep up with your $1,000 a day, right? Or every two days or three grand a week, whatever you're making, okay? So you can afford to eat 10 McDoubles, smoke a pack and a half a day, no problem. But that's your vices. Let me keep mine. See, everyone's allowed a vice or vices. I think two vices, that's a good, that's a good number, okay? And a vice is something that is bad for you, but you do because it keeps you sane. In that way, it's a negative. It, it, it actually bounces out. It zeroes itself out. It's like swearing. Some people would say, oh, my mom told me the other day, Kim, you swear, you're swearing a lot. I'd be like, yeah, perhaps, but it helps me. I think it brings down my... <laughs> cortisol levels uh, because when my cord your cortisol spikes when you get stressed and I think there's actually scientific studies and I did a podcast on this that says when you swear your stress goes down so if one of your vices is swearing like a drunken sailor then if it helps bring down your stress then it's it's a good vice if that's such a thing I don't think that's an oxymoron to say that there's such a thing as a good vice you have vices I have vices anything more than two I think two is the magic number they always say three is the magic number, but it's actually two is the, is the magic number. For my buddy up from Fort Mac, his magic number was probably five or six, because uh, I used to think it was just chain smoking and eat McDonald's, but uh, it turns out that if you chain smoke and eat McDonald's, you're probably a cokehead, <laughs> and you're probably an alcoholic, and you're uh, probably addicted to uh, pornography and watching a lot of TV, and so you gotta, I think the, the thing with the McDoubles and uh, chain smoking is it's a gateway to many vices but uh, I'm not here to judge because I have my own vices I used to be a fast food connoisseur I used to uh, write the Michelin star guide on the fast food restaurant scene when I was 21 I ate out three or four times a week and I'm not talking in, in, you know where the magic happens I'm talking out at restaurants you know I kept the when I, ke I kept the lights on at the Wendy's by my place we're talking JBCs, Junior Bacon Cheeseburgers, McDoubles. We're talking, uh, uh, you know, Junior Chickens, because I like the spice and everything nice. Try it twice. I had, that was one of my vices back then when I was 21, 22, because I just finished fo playing football. I was getting into a sales job. I had no idea what I wanted to do in my life. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just, <laughs> just going to eat a lot of cheeseburgers here. Let's see what happens. And uh, I gained 35 pounds. That's what happened. So, but I find that vices are interesting to the human psyche and to what a human actually goes out and does every day because you know it's consciously bad for you. I think a vice that we've all adopted as part of the human experience is sugar. Uh, I mean, maybe sugar 30, 40, 50 years ago was known as like uh, just a nominal uh, bad. Like, oh, it's okay if you have a little bit here and there. I think now it's so pervasive that it can be classified as, uh, I think it should be a schedule one drug. <laughs> It'd be impossible for that to happen. But I think... This is a hot take, but I think sugar is one of the leading causes of death based on absolutely no evidence, just me talking out of my ass as I, as per usual. 
on this show. Uh, I'm generalizing, but it's in everything. Sugar, right? What, that white, that white devil substance. <laughs> it's in everything. You can't open a bottle of ketchup or a condiment or uh, a drink or anything. Chips, food, everything has it in it. Uh, there's a. I was reading this study, or I found out about this uh, study in in uh, Ireland where the government of Ireland was a little bit suspicious about the health claims of Subway. So they did an analysis. Everyone's, everyone knows about the chicken analysis they did of Subway in Canada, but they did a bread analysis of the bread context in Subway. And I'll probably never get sponsored by Subway, but fuck it. They did a fucking analysis of this bread in Subway uh, in Ireland. And they said they can no longer call it bread because there's so much sugar in the yeast uh, formula, in the yeast uh, grain mill, uh, in the mash for the uh, grain recipe for the bread uh, that they can't call it bread anymore because it's, it's got so much sugar that it's got to be classified as a pastry. So it's actually a cake. <laughs> it's not subway, it's sub cake. So uh, that's how much sugar is in food these days. And Subway's out to make a profit. So they know that to reverse engineer your taste buds, they have to make things as appetizing and as addictive as possible. And listen, nothing takes the cake like cake. <laughs> So uh, if that's your vice, sure, sugar is everything. I think sugar is a universal vice because everyone, uh, nobody can avoid it 100%. Even Tom Brady with his fucking avocado ice cream. Even he falls victim to sugar from time to time. But what are my vices, you might say? Well, you know, when I grow up, when I was growing up, it used to be, uh, uh, yeah, cheeseburgers, sugar for sure, soda, holy shit. When we got our hands on soda, my brother and I, we it was like uh, <laughs> it was like dropping uh, you know crack into a withdrawal clinic. Like we were just like jonesing for it, and I don't know what it was, but we were just off the walls. But it was used to be sugar. It used to be uh, I used to collect a lot of things. My, my my vices when I was growing up weren't vices so much as they were like collectings. Like I was a collector. I used to collect slam magazines. I used to collect Pokemon cards. I used to collect Converse shoes. Uh, so I was a bit of a collector, you could say, and I'm not sure if that's a vice or not. I think it becomes a vice when it becomes hoarding. And I actually went through my old storage the other day. I literally had 500 magazines, no word of a lie, just because every slime used to come out with a magazine every single month. Oh, sorry, maybe, maybe 500 is a lot, maybe 150 magazines. Because I collected, I got, a, I got the slam issue magazine for like five bucks every month for five and a half or six years straight. So you know, that's it. Like, I, I think I got, and then I still collected them after that, not as like frequently, but I, I have a lot. <laughs> so if that's a vice, call it a vice, but I love basketball culture. I was part of the subculture. I played baller. I was a, you know, ball is life kind of guy. So what, you know, that was one of my things growing up, you know, I, I started having a vice for, uh, getting my heart broken, chasing these, these birds all around town. When I was uh, in my back in the days, my misspent youth chasing these birds around in high school and university, but that's another story for another day. So women, that's another vice, but it's a virtue as well. It's kind of a mixed bag on that one. The jury's still out. Uh, <laughs> no, women are beautiful. I love I love women. I love their company. Um, I think they're, uh, you know, they make the world go around quite really quite literally. So um, nothing but love for for the birds out there. But uh, currently, my vices uh, are YouTube, whiskey, and I wouldn't call this a vice because it's hard to become become addicted to it, but psychedelics. I've been kind of 
been a bit of a psychedelic explorer as of late, you might say. And I actually enjoy the experience. I think it's very meditative and intentional and kind of groundbreaking. And I sound like one of those guys now. <laughs> like, bro, it changed my life, man. You, you don't understand. Bro, bro. I feel I feel like I'm a crossfitter for drugs. Be like, bro, you don't understand, man. You're gonna see, you're gonna see taste, you're gonna taste sounds. <laughs> it's gonna change your fucking life, bro. But no, uh, I mean psychedelics from time to time is very interesting. Uh, whiskey, YouTube, uh, you know, these are these are kind of things that I have to kind of monitor because I find myself just going back to it all over again and again. Whiskey, not so much. I'm actually able to control that quite a bit. But I understand it's a vice, like it can get a little hairy sometimes because um, if I start going down the whole, oh, it's, I'm just tasting it train, that can, get a, that can get really sloppy really fast. So most times I'll have like maybe one or two whiskeys every week and that's just like one ounce in a glass and I sip it to some jazz and some Miles Davis. But otherwise it's, uh, it's YouTube. YouTube is the major vice in my life right now. It, it, I'm, unbelievable. I'm an unbelievable slave to the powers of the Google algorithm. You know, the recommendation systems and the, uh, and the decision trees and the backlogs of those nerds who are making those algorithms at YouTube and Google, they control, the they, they are so good. Yeah, I think it's the best algorithm on the planet. You know, fuck Netflix, screw Amazon, you know, uh, Disney, eat your heart out. Google, YouTube, they're the same companies and they're collecting the most amount of data between the two of them. So they just cross-reference the data they're collecting. And the suggestions they make for me, it's that, no wonder it's so addictive because they've, able to, they've, they've got it down to a science, I believe, their algorithms. And it's unbelievable. I studied, I took a course on applied data science and I learned about machine learning and uh, decision, um, uh, what do you call it, regression. Um, cluster analysis and and uh, bagging and all this stuff. Anyways, it's very technical jargon for the world of uh, AI. And your world is run by AI as much as it's run by sugar these days. It's unbelievable how, not insidious, but um, pervasive these systems are. And I've, done a, I've already done another show about how Big Brother's always listening and how even when your phone is off, they, there must be some kind of recorder in there because mysteriously the next day, if you're talking, I bet you because I'm talking about McDouble so much in this episode, I, I bet you dollars to donuts, as one of my Pepsi managers used to say, that I'm going to see a, an ad for a McDouble ad. Well, McDonald's ads are everywhere, <laughs> but I'm going to see a dad specifically about McDouble's. And you may not see cigarette ads anymore, but I might see an ad for cigarettes in the next day. I, I can almost bank on it. And I think that they're starting to become more uh, transparent about the fact that this is obvious. This is, this is, one, of their, this is one of their ways of making money is tracking, is tracking people's uh, conversations, which is why when I started Secret Society, everyone's going to leave their phones at the door. There's going to be absolutely no big brother allowed into the room, into our Secret Society meetings, except for the fresh goat that you are prepared to sacrifice. Just joking. We love our goats. They will not be sacrificed at the meeting. They will purely be our pets and they will be um, uh, inspiration for the artwork we will create. And I sound like a crazy person, but it's all good. So, oh, uh, what was I saying? Yeah. So yeah, McDouble's chain smoking. My thing right now is YouTube. It's got me by the balls. I can't believe how strong it is in my life where it's like, if I don't delete it, uh, I find myself deleting it and reinstalling it the same day. I know some people who do that with Instagram, actually. I know Instagram's a big vice for some people. Me, I can control it to a degree because I find that if I 
during the day I have to focus on work. It's the same with YouTube, but Instagram is a, is kind of more of a casual app where you're not like going on there and watching like six or seven documentaries back to back, but you're just scrolling through the bullshit of like people's like, you know, babies. And by the way, I think it's a little, you know, if you're listening to this and you have kids and you know me and I'm friends with you, please take this with a grain of salt. But I think it's a little strange how everyone posts so many pictures of their babies. If they're brand new, newborn babies, I don't think that they approve of you posting every time they take a crap or every time they, they wince or they smile or they go on their hind legs. I mean, back in the nineties, my mom took pictures of me, but only 10 people to this day have seen them. Like they're, they're private. They're in a photo album. You cannot see this. It's going to be weird for these kids growing up when they become 20, 30 years old and people can see their whole entire life on their parents' profile because they've been taking pictures of these fuckers since they were two or three seconds old. And the whole world is like, I know more about you. I've seen you <laughs> more than you've seen yourself. Probably like it's a little weird. Anyways, that's a sidetrack. It's another rabbit hole, but you know, not to say that when I have kids, I'm not going to post pictures of them. I just think that the amount and the volume is a little bit alarming. But uh, hey, I'm allowed to have opinions on a Keen Stream show because I'm the dream and this is my show, baby. It's how she goes, baby. But all I want to do is chain smoke and eat McDonald's. Yeah. So it's very an Albertan thing to chain smoke and eat McDonald's, right? Like coming back from the rigs, coming back, going to White Ave, going to going to Stephen Street in Calgary or just hitting a Big Valley Jamboree, which is coming up. Something, something very Albertan about ripping a dart, eating a cheeseburger, and maybe one or two bites. Man, when I was growing up, there was a party we went to, and I used to have to help feed all my old linemen who were protecting me because I was the quarterback. We went to this house party, and it was kind of boring, so we're like, let's just go pick up some Big Macs and have a, uh, not Big Macs, some McDoubles, and have a McDouble eating contest. So my buddy, uh, who was a big lineman, he was probably 280, 290, we were 17 years old. So he's a big, big, big boy. And he's 6'4", so it kind of fills out. Anyways, him and then two other, my other linemen who were probably pushing three bills, 6'2", 6'3", big boys. Uh, we are all in the truck fired up, putting on some, uh, you know, putting on some hurt in Albertan uh, and uh, heading to the McDonald's, probably dropped 30, 40 bucks. And this is part of that $20 McDonald's challenge. If you can eat $20 McDonald's, you get a free t-shirt, but uh, no, you don't, but that'd be sweet. But anyways, 30 or 40 bucks. We bought like, I think we bought uh, 25 or 30 McDoubles and we just saw who could eat as, who could eat the most. And my buddy pushed down, I think 17 or 18 McDoubles. He was folding them <laughs> like New York pizza uh, by the slice and just, and just shoving her down the garburetor, right? Just shoving her down the laundry basket, just firing them back. I, I, I've never been so inspired in my life. I, I still, to this day, own the Sherpark Park Rams uh, uh, football, Bantam football team's uh, hot dog eating record. When I was 14, 13 or 14, my first year playing football, we had a hot dog night where the Bant Ant Adam team would come in and we would teach them a few drills. And then after, we'd have a hot dog barbecue. And I pushed down 15 of these hot dogs. And I had to do the Joe Joey Chestnut thing where you have to dip them in water first. Anyways, uh, I, I think I got a plaque in this in the clubhouse. And to this day, it stands. That was in 2005. So I'm very proud of that moment. But when you're 14, 15, and you're exercising, and you're growing, like I was still kind of growing, you, your body's an inferno. You can just, you just, you, you consume all the calories on the planet. It's not enough. So uh, it's, it was a fun time. 
now I eat, if I was eat 15 hot dogs a day, I'd probably be out of commission for, uh, for a few weeks. But Joey Chestnut, by the way, Joey Chestnut, the, I was, when I was in Florida, they put an ESPN thing of him on. Professional eating is now a sport on ESPN, by the way. Anyways, Joey Chestnut is like the all-time reigning champion. He won every single year for like the last 15 or something years where he beats people in professional eating competitions. And when you watch him eat, I don't think he chews. I think he's got like a set of teeth in his esophagus because <laughs> he's just shoveling food in. And maybe he takes two chomps, maybe one chomp, but it's just like a conveyor belt of meat and bread. <laughs> Oh man, what a legend, Joey Chestnut. By the way, that's the best name for a professional eater I've ever heard. Joey Chestnut, up to the plate. Can he eat down 75 hot dogs? We'll find out right after this commercial break. And on the commercial break, they show you McDonald's. It's like the world wants us <laughs> to have heart disease, I swear. But uh, anyways, what are your favorite vices? I used to watch those shows where it's like TLC and the guy can't stop eating fries or the guy eats glass or the girl, she only can eat craft uh, Dinner. That's all she's eaten since like 1997 or something like that. <laughs> and I know there's real disorders out there where people are just, they just can't do it from some kind of phobia. But I've always been fascinated by those shows because it's just like, wow, people actually are in this mode where... You know, they will not touch a single other food because of this other, because of X, right? So uh, I've always been fascinated by those shows because uh, that is the true, the true vice is the one that you, is, is the one that controls your life. And if you're only eating mac and cheese since 1997, I got something to tell you. Uh, you, you mac cheese is having you for life and you are the dinner. That made no sense, but that's all I got to say for this episode. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Akeem's Dream Show. And until next time, you enjoy that vice. You enjoy that second vice. That third one, put to the side. And I'll see you when you go for a ride. Peace.